You are listening to Law and Gospel on this Wednesday, March the 9th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. And last week on Wednesday, we were unable to have a program because, I'll tell you, they were putting a new roof on our house, and it was so noisy that KFUO could hardly hear me. So we canceled that program. And so we're doing the idea of Proverbs chapter 5 and following this week. This is an interesting section, chapter 5. It's about wisdom teaches you to avoid getting involved with women who are not your wife. And so we're going to be talking about some pretty significant things. If you have little children, you may want to have them not listen to some of these items. Uh, but it's Proverbs chapter 5, 1 and following. Solomon begins in the same way he did with the previous items because this is the seventh address to his son. There's 10 addresses at the beginning of Proverbs, first nine chapters. This is the seventh one. He says, my son, be attentive to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding. Now, there was a little um, program on just before me where he was talking about listening to voices and it was interesting that the final voice he talked about was Jesus. And what he said was not to listen to Jesus, but to follow Jesus. I thought that was a great insight. There's a big difference between listening to someone and following them. What's the difference? Well, parents know this very well. They tell their children, don't do this, don't do that. It might be something like a chore at home. And the children listen, but they don't follow. And that should be expected because children are born as sinners. And even after baptism, they're still influenced by Satan. And they love to follow his temptations because it's more fun than listening to parents. And so a lot of times a child will do something wrong and then blame it on a brother or sister or give some other reason, some condition that happened as to why he should not be blamed for not listening. This is a great understanding of the book of Proverbs. You're not only to hear, but to be attentive to the wisdom, and when it says, incline your ear to my understanding, that really means to open your ear to my understanding. Why? Verse 2, chapter 5, Proverbs, that you may keep discretion and your lips may guard knowledge. Now, the word discretion there. That's a point that I've been making quite a bit on law and gospel, is that it's one thing to read the Bible. It's another thing to have discretion about the Bible. 
And so the word I like using is the insights from God's point of view as to why he put down what he put down. I mean, there are people who just misunderstand the crucifixion. They say, well, that was a good example of Jesus for the neighbor. And therefore, that's what I am to do. I'm to really love the neighbor, and in that way, I'll save myself. Well, that is a terrible understanding of the crucifixion because the crucifixion of Jesus saved you, not something that you had to use as an example. So every passage of the Bible, I've said this a number of times, can be taken in one of two ways, the right way or the wrong way. Uh, For example, when Moses gave the Ten Commandments, you try and find where it indicates that this is how you save yourself by following the Ten Commandments. No, Moses definitely wanted us to follow the Ten Commandments, but not in order to make God our God, because Exodus 20 begins with, I am the Lord your God. And the proof of that is I brought you out of the land of Egypt. So there's no necessity to follow the Ten Commandments to make him our God. Then why does he say the Ten Commandments? Well, uh, a good example would be parents. Parents have a bunch of rules in the household, like be on time for dinner, clean your room, uh, cut the lawn, or rake the lawn, uh, take out the garbage. There's all kinds of chores. Now, do parents give those chores in order that you can become their children? No. They give you chores because you are their children. And the more that you love the parents, the more you will follow, just not listen to them, but follow what they are saying, obey what they are saying out of love for them. That's what Proverbs is all about. It not it just doesn't tell you, well, be careful of this, be not careful of that for the purpose of being saved. No, because you are a saved person, then these are the things that you ought to be aware of. So a big problem in all of society is, of course, adultery or fornication. And Solomon talks about this more than once in lengthy sections in the book of Proverbs. And chapter 5 is one of them. So he just doesn't say what the commandment says, do not commit adultery or fornication, but he explains the consequences of it. This is helping his son understand what he needs to be careful of. So, verse 3, For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. So, what's Paul talking about? I'm sorry, what's, 
Solomon talking about here? Because Paul says many of the same things as Solomon says, because it's in the Bible. And God is the author of all parts of the Bible. So Proverbs, well, it is often quoted by the apostles as they write the Gospels and the Epistles. When he says, Solomon, that the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey, that can be taken in one of two ways. Is that people really, well, they go after a woman because maybe she's really good looking and she's in the streets selling her wares, so to speak, and so they would like to kiss her. That's the lips of a forbidden woman. Or it can mean what comes from her lips, namely the words that she says. And, and that tends to be the proper interpretation because verse 3 begins that the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey. She really compliments you because the rest of the verse says, and her speech is smoother than oil. That means she's really seductive. And, and therefore, well, people fall into that kind of a problem. But in the end, that means finally, when things are over, she is really bitter as wormwood. Now, wormwood was a plant that was quite bitter. In fact, if you took too much of it, it became mildly poisonous. But it was also used for a medicine if you took the right amount. But it was very bitter when you tasted it. And it was sharp as a two-edged sword. Now, what does that mean? Well, it just so happens in the New Testament that this idea is what a sword is. It's two-edged. In other words, it's two-mouthed. She says some things, and she is doing it in order to seduce you, to follow her, uh, pay her money, etc. You know, for a long time, we had a civil war in the United States against slavery. And you think that it has been abolished. Well, the laws have abolished slavery, but guess what? It still goes on. All you have to do is, if you live in a city like St. Louis, you drive to certain areas and you may just be passing through, but there are women on the corners or in the streetways waving to you and well, you know what they want. And if you look down the block a little bit, you see men who are their pimps who are waiting for the money that these women are going to have to give to them. The, these women are in slavery. And, and so it, it may be something that is against the law, but I, I've been really surprised how often that the police don't do anything about women in the streets doing what they're doing. I hear, well, it doesn't lead to violence. Well, it leads to a lot of other things. 
like, for example, the breakup of a family, the breakup of marriage, and it also leads to murder. Uh, all, all you need to do is go to YouTube and, well, type in, you know, men who are cheating on their wives, and there are occasions when the wives will end up killing their husbands because they're so angry. So this is really ridiculous. Any sin can lead to violence when you break it, any law that God has given. And it's kind of built in because people want to defend themselves and they get really angry. Well, verse five, her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path to Sheol. Now, Sheol was the place of those who had died. And it also can be referring to hell itself. So you, you've got a situation where David and Bathsheba have a son, and he dies because of their sin. And David says, he will not return to me, but I will return to him. So he's not in hell, but he is in a place where he has yet to receive his body that will occur on judgment day, and David will be with him again. But when you follow such women who are breaking God's law, you're walking down the path to hell. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. This is really important. This path of life has already been mentioned by Solomon earlier in Proverbs. Remember, there's two paths. There's the narrow path that Jesus talks about through faith in him and obedience, in contrast to the wider path where people want to do whatever they want to do. They're not listening to the Bible. And boy, oh boy, they think, therefore, that they can do whatever they want. And they don't realize that they're not pondering the proper path. The proper path, according to John the Baptizer, is one that had hills, had valleys, but John the Baptizer makes it level through the baptism of repentance. And her ways wander, and she does not know it. Yeah, it's amazing how many of these women enjoy what they are doing because they are unaware of the path that they are on. So Solomon is saying to not only his son, but he says in verse seven, and now, O sons, listen to me and do not depart from the words of my mouth. See, once more, the book of Proverbs is not about just listening to Solomon, but going according to the words of his mouth, obeying what God has to say. Because when you do not obey God's will, there are negative consequences. And I tell you, you do not know them sometimes as they occur. Because that's what verse 6 says. She does not know it, that she's not on the path of life. There's a real ignorance. In fact, isn't that what Jesus said at the cross? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. You see, 
by crucifying Jesus, by running away from him, the disciples, and by all of us being sinners, we're really kind of unaware of the path that we are on. And that's why it's very important that a proper sermon just not talk about the meaning of the Bible, but the insights of a Bible verse from a law and gospel point of view to show that by our disobedience to the law, we are getting negative consequences. But through our love of Jesus Christ, we indeed want to follow the will of God. And that's what Solomon says, verse 8 and following. Keep your way. Strangers take their fill of your strength. In other words, they're very content with you going with their women because they're making money off of it. And verse 10 ends, and your labors, how, this is verse 12, how I hated, and their 